0: hello everybody and welcome back to inside voice with martha's mind i do admit i've been struggling a little bit with this podcast just kind of just trying to Refigure what it is that I really want. What do I want to be able to express with it? What do I want to be able to talk, you know, openly with people? What makes me feel comfortable to talk as well openly with people? And I want to talk about the real fear the real big fear of starting something new and going back to university is that thing for me. Um, so for people that don't know. I am 24 years old currently and I'm about to start my masters and although 24 is not at all an age to be worried that you're doing things late and you're behind in life I guess there's a little bit of apprehension that I do feel a little bit lost and that I see everybody else in my peripheral circle doing their careers I'm starting again essentially and Although I'm sure in my masters, there'll be a huge array of people with different levels of experience, people who've just left their undergrad, people that have done maybe like five different jobs until they've realised that they've wanted to retrain into doing um, the masters. I am feeling a little bit like, oh gosh, okay, I'm doing this again. And it feels really weird. already had a previous career history of like doing one industry and then it not feeling at all relevant to what I'm about to embark. And although that history with the career in the past has been helpful, it almost feels a little bit obsolete to me because it's so not gonna be relevant to what I'm going into. So it feels almost like have I wasted the last how many years of, I don't know, doing like nutrition and fitness? to now just writing um, and journalism and hopefully enable my big passion which is talking (laughs) just literally talking in an eloquent fashion where i can story tell and get a voice out and that is essentially you know why i wanted to do a podcast to kind of almost like use a skill that has been teetering away in the background but never really fully been used and I want to get used to using a skill like presenting and I think it is really fun or at least I enjoy it when you haven't done anything like professionally or even like amateur level for like years it's all of a sudden it's like oh okay I've got to try and like work on this and do it and be comfortable to put myself out there and be comfortable to fail at something and even doing something like the master's course I've got to be comfortable to fail a little I've got to be comfortable to realize that I am starting afresh and I am starting from the ground I've never been one to like fresh starts actually despite the fact that I do them a lot I I never enjoy the fresh beginning of something that I'm unsure of the outcome with it and yeah it's really putting me into a a zone of uncomfortability Um, but how on earth do I grow if I don't do it like that's just being really honest I am scared of starting again I'm scared of being a little bit unsure still of what it is I want to do I think it's a big privilege that if somebody knows what they want to do from an early age and they do it and they just do it for the rest of their lives and they've always known that that's what they want to do I think like that is such a um a wonderful thing that I really wish I had and not many people do to be honest like I don't think really many people know what they want to do from an early time train to do it do it and then still like doing it Um, and if you do I just think you're you just don't know how lucky you are because that feeling must be I think that must be really settling it must be really calming you have a path and you stick to it and you never venture off the path and to me like I always like the fact I've had my hands in different you know avenues and I've I've always been someone to have like literally multiple different jobs and oh yes they're somewhat related They they are a little bit different and yeah if and you know people that have just been like I'm gonna do this job and they just stay on that lane I'm like gosh that is quite crazy (laughs) Um, but yeah so I start uni um, tomorrow it's like a welcome talk Um, so it's nothing too formal which is good I mean I feel like I'll still be writing like vigorously every single thing they say because I feel like I'm someone who when I get over stressed about new situations, I have to take in every single bit of information that is given to me because I feel like the more you know, the less stressed you should feel. Usually that does work as a as a philosophy I feel like you know you're just you're just aware of the situation and then you know what you're going into and I just think that's really helpful so like I will probably writing down so much tomorrow even if it's just like where the fire exits are I'm like I just need to know <laughs> where are the fire exits what do I need to know how do I need to get to places but yeah um so yeah that's tomorrow I'm feeling definitely apprehensive speaking of though, new starts putting yourself out there so I kind of made a promise to myself um, a few weeks ago After having my late night chats that I've put on the podcast, which was the episode before this, I'm feeling a little bit stuck. And also I felt like recently I've lost a big part of who I was this year, which was the very much independent solo traveller. What a character that was to be and what, again, kind of mindset that was to be in. It was someone that was fearless. I did. I had a plan. I would do the plan and I'd execute it and that would be it. And I felt like earlier on coming back to the UK, I you you lose so much of who you have to be when you travel because life here is a is is different. It's it's a lot more convenient. You don't feel like you have to do things solo. But I also reminded me that the person I was when I was traveling, I think offered so much for myself that I don't think I'm fulfilling now. And there's a part of me that's like missing that and not fulfilling like the independent girl that I really like being. Although I find that also at the same time quite quite lonely too, there's a balancing act to it. So I said to myself, I'm going to date myself. And what I mean by this is I'm going to give myself 12 months. So I've done one of this twelve months so far because I'm starting it in September. And every month, and ideally I would like to maybe do it twice a month, but I'm gonna just say at least once a month, if not twice, I want to go on a date with myself. And I want to go into a public space of where usually you probably do it in a couple I want to go into a space where I am solo and I'm there to be with myself. Who am I? How do I interact? Can I even have fun and play around in the environment? I I feel like maybe many people do end up like dating themselves for a bit because dating is really exhausting and you do kind of lose a little bit of yourself when you're like trying to impress others a little bit and you forget like what it is that you want. So I was like, even if I just don't think of it as like dating myself I just want to be able to know that I can go into spaces on my own without having this fear I didn't have this traveling like I was a happy very happy courageous solo traveler if I wanted to go somewhere I'd go somewhere I wouldn't even question it or be anxious or worried or think that like people were looking at me I just didn't have this element of doubt for being independent at all until I came back to the UK and I don't know what it is about coming back to your home country but there's just feels like you can't do things independent maybe because you feel like oh but I've got people around me that I could ask to do these things with so I'll just wait until they're free whereas when you're in a country on your own you kind of like well nobody knows me then feel like I have to go and do things on my own otherwise I won't do anything last week I went to my first date by myself and I went to a spoken word poetry night which I loved not gonna lie I was I was initially gonna cancel on myself, um, which I was I, f- I was feeling guilty about. Like it's almost like as if it was gonna be actually cancelling on someone else, like on a proper day. I was like, I'm feeling really guilty. I don't like the weather wasn't very good and I knew I was gonna have to cycle for like 40 minutes and I just thought I don't have to do this, this is completely, utterly my choice, but I just don't feel comfortable going right now. Like I'm actually getting a little bit fearful. And then the weather, I'm not going to lie, the weather did help me a lot. Because I think if the weather hadn't perked up, I... I might not have gone but it did so I got my bike I cycled to the spoken word night and I opened the door and I was a little bit like oh god I don't know where I'm going so I just asked somebody like oh are you here for the spoken word night They're like, And yeah 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 come upstairs it's up there and I was like great amazing okay cool 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 so then I went upstairs and their room was full I was like oh my god okay it's quite overwhelming I wasn't speaking at this night I was just um uh, uh w- you know watching so that also like eased my nerves a lot because at least I wasn't like actually going to be speaking but I sat down with um at a table and I'd share it with a lovely couple and they were really cute and they'd done these poetry nights like many a times like they are like seasoned veterans of poetry and spoken words I was like great cool I'm in safe hands it was great like not only was it really inspirational for me because I'm you know a very new beginner with spoken word so it was great to watch people who were not just people who had done this for years but also newbies themselves and like listening to other poems and how they're written and you know what, like, I think this is why I really like spoken word. It's people talking about really emotional, hard stuff that sometimes we we all feel we just don't know how to put it into words. And hearing some stuff, I was like, gosh, like that is a feeling I know all too well. And you have just made it into a piece of art that is funny, or is sad, or it's evoking in some shape or form. And I really appreciated that because it isn't easy to captivate an emotion into a piece some of the pieces were absolutely hilarious they were so funny I was actually laughing out loud at one point I was like am I confusing this place with like a comedy night like some poems were just so well written so funny and that just made me like remind myself that like all poetry doesn't actually have to be sad. Um I feel like I sort of do lean into the sadness a lot because I feel like I just have so much sadness to share, which is also sad. But yeah. So um that was really fun and I'm really proud of myself for going because I didn't cancel on myself and it could have been really easy to just not go. It's nice to show up for yourself and think, actually I'm doing things for myself. And not cancelling because in a way, if I hadn't gone, I think I would have felt the same guilt if I'd cancelled on someone else. Like, I don't want to be corny, but I guess like if you treat yourself how you treat others, it also has the same impact on you, I think. And I'm really guilty for cancelling plans. As I've said earlier in the podcast quite a few times, like it's something I'm really trying to work on. And I don't, I think I just always really struggled the initial the initial starting point of whether that be going to a new place, whether that be starting uni. It's the newness. I hate new. It's hard. You do it anyway. Like I feel like that should be like Nike's new logo. It's hard, but do it anyway. Or I do really like the fact that it is just do it. Just do it. Like it's hard. Just do it. And that's kind of a little bit me sometimes like I don't always admit that I do everything that is hard I definitely don't I still cancel I still cop out on myself and on others and I don't like it and it's not good but like I can't always say that I'm like great at it but when I do do it I do feel massively proud of myself well done for me turning up for myself the other day because I've been nonstop raving about that poetry night because it was so good also it made me proud because I did it by myself I know that doesn't always come easy gold star for me um I had one of these really nice dates recently where I kind of just messaged them out of the blue and that was actually in a way like perfect because there was like no pressure. We didn't set up the date early on. It was just like, hey, are you around? Let's get a coffee and chat. And I, and they were like, yeah. and I was like, brilliant. And we sat down, we chatted about like the small talk, like, have you been, what you've been up to? And then I got out. The self-reflection cards that i do on this podcast as we know it but i actually brought out a new set of deck and it's for the honest dating expansion pack i think it's called and it was really nice being asked questions that obviously like were prompted by the cards but it really made me think about dating and knowing that other person and really thinking and valuing their answer and how other people feel it might not be how i feel But like to see somebody else like feel something that it's like, oh, gosh, like what a feeling or what a perspective to think that I didn't realize someone could feel like that. And I really enjoyed that day. I think it lasted maybe like uh, three hours, four hours. And it was just like talking and just being in each other's space. And it felt really safe. And I really liked it. And I just love dates that kind of go into, I don't know, a little bit of deep. Part of the mind where we don't open up very much. And I liked it because they were also like a little bit shocked by some of the questions. They were like, oh gosh, that's like a hard one to answer. And I was like, yeah, this is hard. But I think I like that. I like the initial hardness that is these questions. It was quite like nice. And then actually like later on that week, I ended up having coffee with somebody who I was seeing for a long time. And then we sort of like ended things very abruptly. And we managed to have like what I would say would be the closure chat. Now, it's not always necessary. And you don't, you know, I've realized this closure is a luxury of life if you are able to have a start middle and end and an end being one that it gives you all the clarity and information that you need you are one lucky person i've experienced not having closure and it is the hardest way of emotions to completely and utterly derail you because you're gonna have feelings circling around your headspace and they have nowhere to escape to because there's no person to answer them for you and I found that really hard with dad's death and I found that hard with other breakups as well so to be able to have this like coffee closure chat for want of a better you know word I felt really lucky and it's helped settle my brain with so many question marks and I really feel very fortunate to have that closure chat as I say it doesn't always come we're not always lucky to have it but when we do and if we can force ourselves to go through it like sometimes I appreciate there isn't a right time maybe that person doesn't want to talk about it but if you can have that chat invite yourself to do so I like to know where I stand with people I like to know how other people feel it helps me give the feelings and emotions I have a place to settle but Obviously, we can have our own set of closure without the other person, but it was really helpful to have have a chat. And um, yeah, it makes me feel like I can move on a little bit. And I love that. It's really good. It's really nice. So yeah. And then I got locked outside my flat, which was really bloody freaking annoying. Um, And locksmiths, by the way, I rang like five locksmiths all saying they're going to be coming around in 30 to 40 minutes. And every single 30 to 40 minutes that passed no one was coming so I was like right I'll ring another one another 40 minutes right they didn't come I'll ring another one so all in all I think it took me like three and a half to four hours to get into my place ended up costing me 90 pounds and it was just a little bit ridiculous but they also did it in like two minutes so I was like well this makes me feel really silly but you know life lesson don't forget your keys folks (laughs) don't forget your keys so it's nice just to like Experience what it is to be an adult and how no one can save you sometimes other than someone else that can break into your house for you. This was definitely more of a chatty episode, kind of catching you up um, how feelings are. I feel like I often end up, often, often, um, I feel like I often end up talking about um, dating and kind of like the experiences with it. But I realise that dating does give me a lot of joy um, when it does go well. And I appreciate like that doesn't always happen. And dating really is that wonderful roller coaster of life where, you know, you can meet like back to back great people get a bit overwhelmed about like how amazing everybody is that you're meeting and then you can also go through a real dry spell of like nobody messages you back nobody's matching with you even if someone does they ghost you you never end up going on the date or you go on the day and they're just not right for you and that can also be such a lull period and it can make us feel very invalidated and make us have low self-esteem you know ultimately what is that common denominator of a bad dry spell it's us but i really am trying to escape that narrative because it's not us i think if i'm still putting the work in and i'm still trying that energy will be matched but i really appreciate like it's not easy it's not always fun as well like i really loved dating but I probably put dating it on a bit of a pedestal and I think dating has changed a lot since I you know was really on a roll with it because yeah I feel like the attitude of dating and online dating and how it's kind of like all kind of I don't know like well-winded into like emotions online emotions in person how communication goes and also this idea that like we've got endless buckets of people around so like commitment is just like not a thing and it can really be draining on our moral soul and also like our emotions always being just used and it's just really hard to navigate um so yeah so it's not always about dating for me but i guess like it has dating has also been that fun element that i've always had in my life but yeah so i would say like i'm going through a little bit of a transitional period with the dating um I would like to meet more people organically um, because I'm getting a little bit tired of like sort of the repetitiveness of oh yes and lastly so I am on my last week of marathon training which might come as a surprise because I haven't spoken about marathon training at all and then I'm already now apparently on the last week of it so fun little backlog of um, story here Um, so I booked the Amsterdam marathon back in march time when i was in bali and i was like i need something to train for when i get back to the uk and of course when you book something so far in advance you forget about it and then i did the cycle ride and all of a sudden i remembered i was like i actually have a marathon now now i appreciate marathon training you can't really do it in what i'm doing which is training for it in three weeks um i don't recommend this i don't advise this the only thing is i'm not somebody who's starting cold i've been running Four years, I've done a couple of marathons, one ultra, and I've always kept up running, but not to this high volume, but I've always kept up running. So it's not like I'm starting cold, but equally, I've been running these kind of distances again has like really like got back into my psyche of like how draining it is and how also physically demanding it is because it's not just the long run that you do on the week it's like you always end up being really hungry you eat definitely a lot more you sleep differently you have to try and say no to the social plans as much as you can which can be really tricky when a lot of social plans do revolve around going out and drinking which i'm a sucker for like i don't i'm not saying like oh don't go out and drink like i am one of those people who really embodies the word balance i'm talking about i love doing my marathons but i absolutely love having a sesh on the weekends and like for me having this balance of the both can be really hard and ultimately one does have to take priority over the other and right now i'm prioritizing the the healthy like fitness stuff because that's coming up you know soon with an event it's very tricky at the moment for the balance but yeah the long runs have like turned me back into that like gosh I used to like be really dedicated to like my fitness and my practice and I feel like my fitness although isn't the same as it used to be I mean I'm still pretty blooming fit for you know the age I am um, but yeah it's definitely not as good as it used to be and like that is god is that just the sign of like aging which is Mags, I'm not even I know I'm not old but like I guess because I started my fitness journey really young and I was like a really head of my peers in so many ways like fitness wise I think now it's like oh my gosh I'm probably now just like a normal 24 year old with my fitness um which is fine, like it's fine to be normal. But I don't know, like, I've always had this narrative of like, I used to run far, lift heavy, well, liftish heavy. <laughs> um, but yeah, just always used to be like super, super fit. And now it's just like, I'm normal. Um, but then equally, I've got like more of a social life. And I can't, I wouldn't trade that for the for the world. Like I love my social life. I love what I do. I when I go out, I have fun. I have great friends. And actually, I just had two visits from two different friends. And like it, absolutely filled my cup so much having like the people around me that just know me so well are literally like sisters that I'll have for the rest of my life if I'm lucky to and there's something so amazing that I get to have with those people um so yeah like sometimes like saying no to the long run yes to the long night out I'll do it (laughs) and um you know, this mindset hasn't come easy. I used to be very much the other end of the spectrum when I had, you know, um, eating disorders and exercise kind of obsession. That was like not an easy mindset to ever have. I'd always prioritise the fitness over my friends and that ended up me being lonely, very lonely, in fact. So yeah, it's um, it's nice to be in this position where I'm a lot happier and the balance is very much restored. But yes, yeah, so I'm on the final week of marathon training. Oh my god, I've got one more long run to do and it's 21 miles that's really far and I haven't really got a very fun plan on a route to do I'm just going to do a route that I know will get me to that distance rather than like doing a nice explorative route through the mountains no 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 I just want to be able to get 21 miles and call it a day I will update you on that I'm really excited to do this marathon as well haven't done like a big running race in um probably a year although they kind of freaked me out you know like I don't know why but my social anxiety again like goes through the roof because it's just like really overwhelming really stimulating um and it's quite exhausting um the distance anyway so yeah getting getting outside and like seeing all these people is amazing um but it's in Amsterdam so these I get to be in a new well different city um and yeah I'm just really excited uh lots going on lots of newness lots of pushing myself being really honest knowing I have so much coming up I'm trying to pace it I'm trying to pace it like a run. Don't run into the new changes that are coming quick and heavy because I will get overwhelmed and then start canceling. So I'm trying to calm, recharge, sleep, eat, try not to fall in the anxiety patterns of bingeing because that will only make things worse and I have to admit that hasn't been easy. I've felt triggered recently. But I haven't. And like when I say no to a binge, when it doesn't happen, my proudness is just undescribable. It's so proud because it doesn't come easy to me still. So here I am. New changes are happening. Lots going on. And we're doing it. We are doing it. It is not easy, but we're doing it. Okay. We know what time of the episode it is reflection question time what have i tolerated from people in the past that i no longer have space for oh fantastic question fantastic bad communication bad communication and indirect communication to be more direct <laughs> i have experienced people who just don't tell me the black and whites of it And I'm really over that. I'm really over not being told x, y and z. Tell me exactly what you mean. I don't mind if it hurts my feelings because I'm going to be hurt by your by your words if they aren't exactly what they mean, because I'm going to have implications of what you mean and that's going to hurt me more. So just tell me what you're thinking, what you're feeling. I don't have time for people who aren't ready to step up and communicate how they feel. I I appreciate what I do in terms of having a podcast about mental health, about writing spoken word that talks about such deep personal experiences that are hurt and real pain. It's not easy and that's why sometimes I do do it from the comfort of my own home but communication doesn't always have to be in person. It can be a voice note, it can be a text, it can be FaceTime, it can be a letter. There's so many ways that you can have communication that if you don't feel strongly to do it in person, you can do it via other mediums. But I'm so over people not communicating how they feel. If it affects me and I've done something wrong, I want to know and i'm not going to be somebody who's like left in the dark about it and i don't want passive aggressiveness to then be the action of your bad communication of how you feel with me because that end of the day is not my fault that you can't have a chat with me and i appreciate being direct is really hard but there's also not just the words you say but it's the tone expressions it's everything else so if you want to be able to have a conversation and be direct use the other directions of non-verbal as well if you're not sure how to word it say that i'm not sure how to word this nicely i'm not sure how to really say this you find a way to communicate it big one okay thank you very much for listening and yeah i don't know really where this was going but sometimes that's just how it is with this okay enjoy the rest of your day whatever you're getting up to and I will be in your ears again I'm sure very soon I can't wait to update you on how I feel about uni I'm a little bit scared it's fine it's fine it's fine it's fine we're just gonna crack on anyway and do it okay speak to you all very soon bye